Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for Jesus? Amen. Praise the Lord. God's so good to us. He's a wonderful God. Uh, uh, this morning early, uh, I woke up praying in tongues. And uh, as I lay there, I got the interpretation. And I'm going to read the interpretation to you. And that's what the that's how this sermon has come about this morning. It's not really a sermon, but it's it's some things that God wants to do in your life this morning. Amen. What he wants to do in my life this morning, if we'll allow him to. So <clears throat> this is uh, what the spirit of God spoke. He said, my child, can't you see that my love and think about the, the worship songs this morning. My child, can't you see that my love is a directive force in and for your life? Come on, God wants to direct you and I by His love. The devil wants to direct us by fear, intimidation, hate, anger, confusion, all of those things. But God says, my love is your directive force. He said, my love will direct you past sin, self, struggle, uh, sickness, and Satan. Because my love comes through my Savior, my Son. Let my love be your deliverance. Let my love be the light that reveals every dark area of your life. Let my love be first and foremost in the things of your life and you will be forever changed in a glorious way. Let my love swallow up everything else for my love conquers all. My love swallows up darkness. It swallows up anger. It swallows up misunderstanding. It swallows up confusion. My love is the way of victory. Think about my Savior hanging on the cross because of my love for you. My love comes down through the head of Christ, and then it comes out of my arms through the whole world, through the many-membered body. My love comes first downward, and then you must allow it to go outward. To the world and to the demonic realm, the cross was a place of defeat. No, the cross is a place of victory because of the directive force of my love to mankind. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for the unction of the Holy Ghost. I thank you for every person that's here this morning. I ask, Lord, that uh, that by the revelation of the Spirit of God, that you show us some things that are going to be swallowed up in our lives this morning by the cross. How we can leave here in the power of the Word of God, uh, in revelation, in reflection, uh, in, in acceptation and meditation of the Word of God. Lord, let it be. And anything that would be a hindrance, anything that would try to exalt itself above that. Right now we bind it, we put it under the feet of Jesus, and we praise you for it. We ask these things in the name of Jesus, and we all say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So I want to take some of these things um, point by point, and then we'll, uh, uh, just to show you out of Scripture, this is what the Spirit of God is saying. So open up your Bibles uh, for a text to the book of Ephesians chapter 3. And we'll read this for a text because you and I, we can have nothing. We can receive nothing. We can be nothing unless we become rooted and grounded in the word of God. Amen. So if you would, open up your Bibles to Ephesians chapter three, verse number 14. This is the prayer of the apostle Paul, the second prayer in this great letter epistle uh, to the church at Ephesus. And uh, we'll allow this to to be a starting point, if you would. Ephesians chapter three, verse 14. Ephesians 3.14, if you're there, say amen. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the 
whole family in heaven and earth is named. Just think you have a name and you have an assignment. Your naming in Jesus is your assignment. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell to house permanently in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Hallelujah. The love of God being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend, to take and to possess. Say, I'm going to take and to possess today. To take and possess with all saints what is the width, the breadth, the length, and the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him, if you and I will do these verses, look what happens. Verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power, the dunamis, the miracle working power that worketh in in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Brother Donnie, would you pray for us? Yes. Yes, Lord. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for honoring the word. Once again, thank you for being here. So this morning, you and I, when we get into a place in a position where we realize how much God truly loves us, and we allow that love to be our focal point. We allow that love to be our our, our ability of 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 strength, our ability of of solace, our uh, our ability to be sure of who we are. Come on, because of the love of God, you can be sure of who you are, uh, and and all of those things. And when we become rooted and grounded in that, and we allow that love to come into our life, it expands our understanding. And with the expansion of our understanding, it expands our ability. Our ability to serve God, our ability to have life more abundantly, our ability to be who God destined us to be. And so this morning... And we're just going to hit a few high points and we're going to let the Holy Ghost minister to you because I believe in all of my heart there's some areas in your life, in my life this morning, that the Spirit of God wants to reach down in your heart and where there's something that is contrary to the truth, He wants to swallow it up in the cross. He wants to put the love of God there that will change everything. But we've got to build our faith a little bit because you and I, we have to receive by faith. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the So we've got to hear the word of God. So go with me to Romans chapter 5. And let's look at the very first thing that the Holy Ghost said. Uh, Now, if you're not practicing, and when I say that, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I don't know a better way to put it. Because you and I, uh, if a doctor is practicing, and that's what he's doing, you and I as a Christian, we need to practice the word of God. We need to apply the word of God. You need to prophesy to yourself. And if you can't prophesy to yourself, just simply pray in tongues and then stop and ask the Holy Ghost to give you the interpretation. And we're going to be teaching on this in the future because the Spirit of God has showed me how critical and how important this is for us to be doing this every day. Because you're hearing all the lies of the devil. You're hearing all the lies of the world. Come on, we all are. We're being bombarded by it. Well, we need the Spirit of God's truth. Amen. 
All right, Romans chapter 5. You know these verses very well, but look at verses 8 and 9. Romans 5, 8 and 9. Now, the reason why we're reading this, remember what he said. He said as he started, he said, My child, can't you see that my love is a directive force in your life? Now, look what the word says. Romans 5 and 8. But God commendeth his love toward us. Say, he's talking about me. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. See, I was going in a direction of hell, death, and the grave. I was going in the direction of the world. I, 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 I had no hope. I was lost and undone. But all of a sudden, the Spirit of God uh, uh, showed me Jesus Christ. God the Father drawed me. And what was the agent of drawing? His Spirit. He drawed me by His Spirit. And as He drawed me, He showed me the cross. He showed me the sacrifice. He showed me the Savior instead of uh, me uh, this seeing self. See, the devil wants you and I just to see ourselves. He wants us to be swallowed up in being self-absorbed. But no, you and I, we're going to see Jesus. Amen. And so he wants to direct you and I away from the things of sin, which brings separation and brings death to what? Verse number nine, much more than being now. When? Come on, mark it down in your Bible. Highlight it in your Bible app right now. Right now, not someday, right this moment, because you have believed in the heart and confessed with the mouth, being now justified by His blood. Come on, you got to live like you're justified. i got to live like I'm justified. When the devil brings something that is some kind of bait of this world, you and I, we let the blood of Jesus talk for us. We let the blood of Jesus take away the the, the, the little glory of this lower level world uh, of of the sin of the uh, that this world and would want to present to get a hook in your nostril a hook in my nostril a hook in our cheek come on the blood let the blood talk when the devil shows you something that wants to try to direct your path you say no i've got the direction of the word of god in my life i've got the direction of the love of god god loved me so much devil you're not going to pull me any other direction much more than being now justified by his blood we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Come on. Jesus took my wrath. Jesus took it. Isn't that something? I, I, I'm not directed to the wrath of God. I'm directed a, apart from that because Christ took it for me and I can walk and I can live in peace knowing that everything's okay. I, I, I'm justified. So because the word says I am, then when the devil tries to put me in some kind of bondage or, or gets me to go a different direction, I, uh-uh. no, I'm being directed by the love of God. The love pulled me out of out of the things that would dominate me and make me a slave that would lead me uh, under the domination of the devil. Come on. I have freedom this morning. I have victory this morning. And I'm going to let that direction uh, lead me everywhere I need to go. Go with me to first uh, Peter chapter four. First Peter chapter four. You and I being justified. We're in a place where our, our, our sins are not. Uh, an issue with us anymore when we walk in this light, in this truth. First Peter chapter four, verse number seven. But the end, the conclusion of all things is at hand. I believe that, don't you? Come on, we're in the last of the last days. And, and I, I know that uh, people have been preaching about the last days for years and years and years. But whether the Lord tarries, I'm going to take my last breath one of these days. And I don't know about you, I'm getting older every day uh, in the flesh. I, I'm getting more uh, uh 
purged and pruned by Jesus as I walk with him in the spirit. But in the flesh, I've got a certain amount of time to do something. Amen. And I've got to realize that if I'm going to do anything for the Lord, I'm going to have to do it right now. Well, guess what? You and I, we make a confession. We make a decree. We're going to do it right now. Amen. We're going to do what God would have us to do. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober. Be sober-minded. Be Have a sound mind. And watch. How? You watch by prayer. Don't watch by what these eyes are showing you. If you watch by what these eyes are showing you, you'll get discouraged. You, you, you'll get in fear. You'll get in doubt. You, you, you'll get to wondering. No, we watch into prayer. In other words, right now, what do you and I need to be praying? We, we need to be looking at, at, at what God would say. See, right now, the, the, the world is saying that, that uh, the church has lost its power. Is that true? No, that's not true. That's a lie. So I need to come back and I need to say, Jesus, it looks like the church is not being an influence. But I don't want to believe what the world is saying or what I'm feeling. I'm going to come to you in prayer and I want you to show me by the Spirit of God. Come on, the, the, the power that is in the church. Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Amen. And wherever you and I go, we're taking ground. We're not giving ground up. I need to see this. I need to believe it. Look what he says in verse number eight. Why can we be so confident? And above all things, have fervent, have boiling hot charity, love among yourselves. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Come on. Hallelujah. Our sins are covered, but we don't want to rest in that. We want to have such a fervent burning in our heart that we want to take this knowledge, this truth to somebody who is still under bondage. They're still in sin. They've not met the directive force of the Holy Ghost pointing them towards Jesus and that cross and that empty tomb. But you and I today, this morning, we're going to have joy unspeakable. We're going to have power without provision of uh, of this world, but the provision of heaven. Amen. We're going to do what God called us to do because he said we could do it. I believe that, don't you? So I, I, I'm going to see my sins covered and I'm going to see then because God is so dead in my life, I have a responsibility and I have a, 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 an authorization from heaven to do it to somebody else. Isn't that something? See, what God does in my life is firsthand knowledge. I can testify about it and, and I can give it what God's gave me. I can give it to somebody else. We're a conduit. You're a conduit this morning. Amen. All right. Drop, uh, go back to um, Paul's writing to the church at, uh, at Galatia. And let's look at Galatians chapter 5. Let's look at verse number 1. Now, the Spirit of God said, Let my love be your deliverance. See, um, I, I've been, can I just be honest with you? Just, you know, just, you know, what, why would we be anything else other than honest, right? Uh, my flesh causes me a lot of problems. Uh, my, my flesh is screaming and hollering and when it gets to screaming and hollering it gets into my soul it gets into my mind and I, and I get to wanting to do this and not do that I get to wanting to kick against the pricks I, I get to wanting to try to satisfy myself anybody ever been there and and the more I do that the more problems I create uh, and, and I pull away from that peace and that grace of God and I don't want that amen I, I uh, <sighs> I'm going through a, a, a struggle, okay? I'll just be honest with you about some things God's wanting to do that I just don't want to do. I, I, I want him just to let, let somebody else do it, you know? But he's not going to do that. And so the Bible says the way of a transgressor is hard. 
And so uh, uh, it, it, it come to my realization, uh, that, you know, about this certain thing that he's talking to me about it, that if I'll just do it and, and, and just and say, Lord, give me the grace to do it, that it'll be OK. Amen. Uh, and I can and I can take and what we preached on about Isaiah 58. I can tell the Lord, Lord, I'm doing this for a fast. I'm doing this for you because I sure don't want to do it, but I know that's what you want. So I'm going to do that. Amen. I'm going to give it to you as a fast. And then I have some promises as long as I keep my heart. Come on, pure and right before him. He'll honor that. But see, the devil doesn't want us to have that liberty. See, that's great freedom. Now, what did the spirit of God say? Let my love be your deliverance. Let my love. So the love of God, when I'm allowing it to flow in and through my heart, it'll make me free. It'll give me deliverance. Look at Galatians 5.1. Paul, by this unction of the Spirit of God, writing to the church here at Galatia, they were under bondage. Okay, they went back. They went back and they left their first love. They got into all sorts of a mess because they were trying to get out of grace and get back into works and all those things. Come on, works will kill you. Works will separate you from God's goodness and works will overload your donkey. Amen. So look what he says. He said, stand fast. Now mark this down in your mind's eye. Put it in your Bible out. Put it in your Bible. Stako. Stako. Stand fast. Persevere uh, is what it figuratively means. But the reality of the word means just to be stationary. See, everything the devil's doing in your life and my life is to get us to step off the rock. To get us to step out of the will of God, to get us to step out of where God's brought us, because if he can get me to step out of that, then I'm out of my place of grace. I'm out of the place of mercy. I'm out of the place of covering and all those things. And then the devil can do what he wants to do because I'm not abiding under the shadow of the most high. So he said for you and I to stand fast, to stay co, to, to just to be stationary to where God's brought us. Uh, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath, hath, past tense, right? Where Christ hath made us free. This word free means to liberate a slave. I don't know about you, but my flesh, it it wants to bring me into slavery. It, It wants everything that is against God's will and God's best. It wants to take shortcuts. And all of those things. But see, when I do that, I, I'm not standing fast. I'm not stable. I, I, I'm, I'm stepping into a place that doesn't have liberty. But if I stay right where God has brought me to, then guess what? He's going to take me to the next step and the next step and the next step. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage, with the yoke of slavery. So this morning, I need you to be honest with the Lord. It doesn't matter about anybody else, just you and the Lord. But I know by the Spirit of God, there's some areas in your life and my life that God wants to shine a light on. That's why we were having those worship songs about the love of God, about the light of the Lord, and about how great He is. He's greater than anything that bring you that would bring you and I into bondage. Amen? And so this morning, I want to be in that place, and I want to say, uh, uh, God, I want you to show me some things that I'm in slavery to. And if I'll be honest with the Lord, then I'll have that freedom and that liberty, that victory, that peace like never before. Amen. The light will shine brighter and brighter. Okay. Go with me to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. 
And um, chapter 1, verse 5, 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. Now remember what the Spirit of God said. Let my love be the light that reveals every dark area in your life. Isn't that something? Come on, I can have some dark areas revealed to me, and I can have the light dispel darkness. Isn't that something? Come on. 1 John 1 and 5. Then this is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Now, the Bible says that when I believe in the heart and confess with the mouth, Jesus Christ is my Lord and and my Savior, that I become a part of him. He becomes a part of me. I'm in him. See, the devil doesn't want me to know this truth because it's the truth that I know that makes me free. God said, my people, Hosea 4, 6, are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Well, the knowledge is that in Christ, there's no darkness at all. So when the devil says, well, you don't really know what God wants. And you can't really understand this scripture. Devil, you're a liar. Jesus, out of the mouth of Jesus. Jesus said, John 844, devil, you're a liar and the father thereof, right? So I'm not going to accept that. I'm going to let the love of God, come on, keep me in this place. I'm going to let the love of God show me that light. And that light is going to show me everything that would try to, to, what did he say? He said it would bring the darkness to the place where not only was it manifested, but it would disappear. Isn't that something? That's your God. That's my God. That's what he wants to do. All right. Verse six. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So in other words, uh, I'm walking with the Lord, but there's some area that I won't let this light shine into my life. I'm telling him, no, this is okay. And, And when I do that, I'm calling him a liar. He doesn't understand darkness. God's all light. And and the Bible says in James chapter one, that in God, that there's no shadow of turning. So I don't know about you, but one day I'm up. Next day I'm down. One day, one moment. Let let, me, yeah, let me get a little more accurate. One moment I'm happy. The next moment I'm not. God's not that way. Well, see, if I learn how to stay co, how to persevere, if I learn how to walk in this light, stay in this light, I won't have to have these ups and downs because when the devil comes to bring a down, the light will shine. I lift my hands in praise and the devil will flee because he cannot stand you and I abiding in the light and praising God. Amen. Isn't that something? Oh, glory. Okay. Verse seven. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, now we can do that or he wouldn't say the if. You can walk in the light as Jesus walked. Isn't that amazing? But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And look what happens. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. See, sin is the thing that makes us insecure. Sin is the thing that, 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 that pulls us back and all of those things. But if we're in the place where we're walking in the light, he shows us sin not to bring condemnation but to bring conviction and conviction that causes us to yield to the Lord and overcome. 
See, conviction is a great thing. Because it brings light and you're able to see where God would have you to be. And you see the hand of Jesus reaching out to grab you where you're at and to pull you forward. I don't have to make the step by myself. I take an act and a step of faith. But when I take that, his hand is there to grab me and to study me and to help me go forward. Amen. All right. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. I'll just hit a few of these and, and, and then we'll. We're going to get somewhere. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Now notice this. You know these scriptures very well. That the Lord, the Spirit of God said, Let my love be first and foremost in the things of your life, and you will be forever changed in a glorious way. Look what the Word says. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor, as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now, I, I want you to close your eyes just for a second and let the Spirit of God show you something. Now, as you close your eyes, I, I, I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to show you the cross of Jesus Christ. And, and with your eyes closed uh, in the natural and your, your, your spiritual eyes wide open, I want you to see that that's the demonstration of the love of God with Jesus on the cross. And and here comes the love of God by the anointing of the Spirit of God, by the, the by Jesus being that perfect sacrifice, being that willing, redemptive price for you and I. The love is coming down. It comes down into his head. He is the head of our body. We're a part of his body, the many-membered body. And as that love comes down, then it comes into his arms and he's he's hung on that cross by those nails in his arms and in his feet. But you and I, we're receiving the love of God from the Father, straight from heaven. It flows down through the head, through Jesus, into us. And now the love of God can come out of our arms and our, our feet. Amen. Can you see that? Hallelujah. That's the directive power. And that's why he said everything hangs on that love. In other words, the, Jesus, he didn't change one jot, one tittle. He completed the word of God and you and I can complete the word of God by simply letting him be the head and letting the love of God come from heaven down into you and then you giving the love what God's gave you out of your life. Amen. Now, what did he say? If we would do that, it would, if the love of God is first and foremost, the things in your life and my life will forever be changed. In other words, now the focus is not on self. The focus is on the Savior. What a blessing. Okay. Go with me to Exodus chapter 7. This is where the Spirit of God wants to really do some things in your life and my life. And we're just going to hit two things. And then I'm going to give you a, a copy of what I uh, typed out here this morning where you can take it home and meditate on it. It's, it's very important for us to be on the same page. Exodus chapter 7. This is where Moses is confronting, Moses and Aaron is confronting Pharaoh. And remember, we, we've taught over and over, Pharaoh in the Bible is always a type of the, he's a, he's a devil, right? A type of the devil. He's a, that shadow of, of darkness that wants to, to keep you and I in Egypt, keep us in bondage, right? So, uh, starting in verse 8, Exodus 7 and 8. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, saying, verse 9, when Pharaoh shall speak unto you, saying, Show a miracle for you, then thou shalt say unto Aaron, Take thy rod and cast it before Pharaoh, and it shall become a serpent. 
See, they, uh, one, they had thousands and thousands of gods. And so one of their gods is the serpent. And so can you imagine the things that they placed their trust in all of a sudden? Here, God speaks to, to Moses. Moses speaks to his priest, speaks to, to Aaron, and, and said, this is what I want you to do. Verse 10, and Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh, and they did so as the Lord had commanded. See, we've got to obey the Lord. Um, and Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, now the magicians of Egypt. And they also did like the manner with their enchantments. See, the devil, he is an imitator. He's not an originator. Your God is an originator. Amen. But the devil is an imitator. And so that's all he can do. And, and so uh, he, he's trying to keep Pharaoh's heart and mind uh, toward him and toward his deception. And so you can imagine uh, what the Pharaoh's thinking. Now, look what happens. Verse number 12. For uh, they cast down every man his rod and they became serpents. But aren't you glad that your God is never behind? Come on, your God is never behind. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. So this morning, this is what the Spirit of God is wanting to do. Now, he said, let my love swallow up everything else, for my love conquers all. My love swallows up darkness, swallows up anger, swallows up misunderstanding, swallows up confusion, on and on and on. That, that's what the Lord wants to do. He Everything that the devil is presenting as an op, as an out, as something that is uh, a, a counterfeit, God wants to show it to us this morning. And he wants to show us how that the, 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 the very rod, see, Jesus is that rod of Jesse. Come on, he's that stem that, that, that come out of God. He's the rod of the Lord. He, he's Aaron's bu- uh, rod that budded, that almond that, that budded. He, that's who Jesus is. Jesus wants to show you that anything in your life, anything in my life, he can swallow it up if we'll give it up to him. So this morning, I, I can let the Spirit of God, let that love reveal and show me some things in my life. And then I can let the, the, this very reality that there's nothing greater than my God. There's nothing greater than your God. Amen. One more verse. Go with me to the book of Jonah. And uh, right past Obadiah. Let's look at chapter 1. And let's read. For sake of time, we'll just read one verse. Jonah chapter 1, let's read the last verse, verse 17. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now we know Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 12, down about verses 39 and 40, uh, when the, the scribes and the Pharisees, they were wanting a sign. He said, the only sign you're going to have is, as Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days and three nights, the Son of Man is going to be in the belly, the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. That's the only sign you're going to get. So, uh, and then he said, but let me tell you, he said, there's one greater than Jonah here. See, uh, uh, he didn't say there's another Jonah or one like Jonah. He said there's another than 
So everything that we read in this, we can see the type and the shadow, but then we can see the greatness and the glory of Jesus Christ. So I want you to imagine this. Now think about this. Here Jonah is. Jonah had a commandment of the Lord and he disobeyed it. And when you disobey the commandment of the Lord, when you break the word of God, you've got to die. If you're not under grace, if you're under law, you've got to die. You and I, thank God, we're under grace. Come on, we need to live like that, but we don't have a license to sin. We have a license to overcome sin. Amen. So I want you to imagine. So here, here God is showing us what he's going to do through his son Jesus in this giving of grace, this redemptive power. So uh, Jonah doesn't want to obey God. And so he, he goes, instead of going in the direction that God wants him to do, he goes exactly in the opposite direction. Have you not ever done that? I've done that time and time again. But see, God said, I'm going to show you what I'm going to have in the New Testament. I'm going to give you a hint, a glimpse of what I'm going to have. Pardon me, what I'm going to have for my people. Amen. The goodness of God. And and, and so here, here Jonah is. He's, he is in such a stupor that Paul writes about to the church in 2 Corinthians. He, 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 he tells us, he gives us warning that the devil wants to expatio you and I. He wants to wholly seduce us. He wants to get us in a sleeping stupor. Uh, and, and that's where they were at. That's where Jonah was at. He's asleep in the bottom of the ship. But see, when you and I think we're in a place of safety, and when we think we've went as low as we can go, The bottom of the ship didn't touch where Jonah's fixing to go. He thinks he's at that lowest point, but he's not. See, the devil wants you and I to think, well, this is bad, but it can't get no worse. But here's God's goodness and God's grace. So they they wake him up and they say, listen, call on your God. We're calling on all our gods and nothing's happening. And, and, and Jonah says, listen. This is my fault. He takes responsibility. And the moment he takes responsibility, it opens up the door for God to be able to do something. This morning, by the Spirit of God, would you take some responsibility? If you do, it'll open up the door for God to do something like he's never done before. See, I'm taking responsibility about some things I don't want to do. We take that responsibility and then God's grace, it can be manifested in our life. So he takes responsibility. They throw him overboard. He should die. They're in the middle of the ocean, in the middle of a storm. He has no chance of survival. But what did the Bible say? God prepared a fish for him. See, what the devil thinks is going to destroy Jonah, what the devil thought the cross was going to do to Jesus, what did it do? It opened up the grace of God. It made life come where death was going to rule and reign. Amen? So all of a sudden he prepares this great fish. It's just for Jonah. Swallows him up. He's in the in this fish and what it looks like is death. What it looks like is going to destroy him is his avenue. Come on, to finish his call. Now, this fish takes Jonah where he needs to go. It spits him out where his ministry was to be. Can you imagine? This fish looks like the Ashdod God. And so when the fish comes and spits him out there on on the shore there in Nineveh, they see their God spitting out 
This man who's, can you imagine what he looked like? Come on, the, the, there was a man who was swallowed by a whale, and, and he was bleached completely white. Yeah. Understand what I'm talking about? In Jesus, you and I, though our skins were, our sins were as, as scarlet, they become woo, spit him out. And he fulfilled his ministry. The cross, the cross this morning is going to enable you, empower you, enable me, empower me to finish our ministry. We're not going to die. We're going to live. We're going to see the glory of God. And we're going to finish what God's called us to do. Amen. Amen. So all of a sudden, everything, the prejudice and all of those things, even though Jonah still had problems, uh, he, he finished what God wanted him to do. Today, we, the greater one is in us, and the problems that Jonah still exhibited and still had, uh, we don't have to live with them. Because we're not in the fish, we're in Jesus. Let's let him do what only he can do. Amen? Let's let him be God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your goodness and your grace. Lord, I ask, Lord, that the rest of this, that you would just minister to people in their home study time, that you minister to us and put us on the same page. Lord, you're calling this church out of darkness into your marvelous light. You're calling us to do some things that is going to shock this community. You're calling us to be able to believe you for the impossible. Lord, we give you all the glory and the praise and you're the source. Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, is the source. So we choose to yield to you this morning. And right now, I ask that the light of the Lord, the love of the Lord would reveal some things in our life and whatever needs to be swallowed up, whatever rod that the devil would have, whatever uh, uh, false manifestation, whatever false comfort, whatever working that he might have, let it be revealed and let it be swallowed up. Let us be propelled into the ministry that you've designated and orchestrated for us this morning. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you come this morning? Would you come and make yourself an altar? Help us to pray with you. Help us to be uh, 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 in the part where we're united together. Uh, we're, we're here. I, I know by the Spirit that there's some things in different people's lives this morning. There, there's some dark areas. And, and, and the Lord wants to shine light in that. And He wants to swallow Swallow some things up. So would you come this morning and help us just to just storm the throne of heaven and, and, and just receive some things. Remember, he said he would deliver us from self this morning. If we'll be honest with God, he'll deliver us from self. Those things that would hinder us, but he would he would deliver us from from sin. He would deliver us from uh, sickness. He would deliver us from struggles. He would deliver us from Satan himself. Today's the day in the name of Jesus. Come on, let, let's move forward. Let's let the light shine in our lives like never before. This is the unction of the Holy Ghost. This is what the Spirit of God is saying to the churches. This is what He said this morning. This is fresh from heaven, and this is your day. This is my day to be forever changed by the glory of God. Hallelujah.